Not what it seems. August 1st, post trade deadline. How are we doing, my guy? I'm doing great. Yankees made some great moves that I'm pretty happy about. Um, it was a good too, couple of days so. in New York. I feel like both yeah. of us made out pretty well. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really fun deadline, dude. Honestly, like we're gonna get into that. Um, this was probably the most fun deadline we've had since yeah. I'm gonna say like 2015, because that was when Cespedes went to you guys, um, right? And then like 2014 was kind of crazy too. Like that was when Cespedes got shipped out of Oakland, and then like yeah. the Royals did some stuff. I don't know. There was like some crazy stuff. And then there was some years where it wasn't that crazy. So it was kind of nice to see it get back to that. Yeah. But from like top to bottom, it like across the league, this is like the most chaotic <laughs> one I can remember personally. So like the amount of like big, big names that got moved, like the was fact it. that there were actually some that we're going to talk about later that didn't get moved and it was still as big as it was. Like uh-huh. that's, that's how you know it was like a successful trade deadline. So no, honestly. Quick, yeah. uh, we'll get into a quickly if, uh, favorite thing you saw this week, and then we'll talk trades. Um, yeah, so for me, man, it was the Blue Jays getting back to Toronto. Um, yes, sir. Those, those fans were nuts. I mean, the six can get pretty crazy, especially when the Blue Jays are good. And uh, yeah. obviously, they're on the uptick right now. So it was really cool to see. Um, I don't know if you saw, but there was a cool play, too, at the, the first game when it ended. I forget who was playing third. Espinal, I think, was playing okay. third. And uh, it was like a pop-up, and he, like, ran straight back pretty much towards the left field wall, and he caught it, like, with his bare hand. And that was how the game ended. And the fans just went, like, crazy. So it was was really cool. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is also the first time they've really had that, like, Vlad, Bo, Semyon, Springer, like, core playing there. So So. I think I I went to a game in Toronto um, on July 1st, 2019. Okay. And Vlad played – I think Biggio was there too, but Bichette yeah. wasn't there. Um, I think Teoscar was hurt. Like, this is the first time they yeah. have, like, the core. This was the first time that Ryu got to go there too. Oh, um, okay, Because okay. Ryu was signed last year, so this was the first time he got to go there too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to be able to see, like, Springer and all these guys in person just must have been great for those fans. So That's awesome. I'm happy for them. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> what for about me, you? It was, um... It was the, the Mets game last night. So Jesse Winker is obviously like he's become like a villain as far as <laughs> the fan base goes, and yeah, rightfully yeah. so. But I, there was some fan that had a sign for him. So apparently, like he saw it. So then Winker like signed a ball for him, and it said like "Thanks for the sign." I don't know if they ended up like trading it or something. But anyway, it was just a cool moment. They're like talking for a little bit. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it's always cool, obviously, to see any players interact like that, but. The fact it was Winker was, was kind of cool. Yeah, well, because, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but he had some interactions, like, over the years at City Field, oh, right? Yeah. Like, he had a couple the whole, years ago, like, yeah. He caught the final ad, and he, like, waved <laughs> goodbye to the Right, fans. right. I mean, <laughs> we, I, like, you, you mostly hate him, but, like, it was cool. Like, he's oh, obviously, man. he's clearly, like, a good guy. So. Oh, yeah. Something about him, too. I don't know what fan base he grew up liking, but I know he's from New York. So he oh, could okay, have been okay. a Mets fan. He's from um, like upstate somewhere in like Rochester, maybe. Ironic. But um, that would be pretty funny. So that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. So all right, let's talk trades. Which one do you want to do first? Because we have we can go into Man, um, a lot of choices. I mean, like it's just crazy. Like there were some that make more sense than others. There were some that were so surprising. I think 
what you kind of got to talk about, though, is the NL West first. And not even necessarily the big dog and the Giants. We'll talk about them a little bit. But, like, yeah. Padres-Dodgers was the it's big an arms race. Because, like, the number one thing is that Scherzer and Trey Turner went to L.A. When it was reported that the Padres were going to get Max Scherzer. Yeah. So the Dodgers kind of just came in and just said, fuck you, and got both of them. I mean, this one is just so interesting to me. AJ Uh, probably took a rare L. But, like, I guess my question is, why did did it not go through because Scherzer said he wanted to go through? Because he had a lot of say in it. I think so. I think he would have rather gone to L.A. than San Diego for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure because he had a full no trade clause. Right. So I'm pretty sure that that was the reason. So that makes it even worse for Padres fans. Why would you not like a San Diego? I mean, I don't I think know. I... He, I heard that he said something that, like, he kind of likes the – like, he thinks it's, like, too um, – he doesn't like the chain in San Diego. Like, he – said he didn't like that or something and he said like he would rather go somewhere more like low-key-ish than in the dot then i don't know it was something weird about the chain i saw and i was just like what like okay sure but i mean whatever i don't know i mean this is just so interesting to me because it can mean a lot of different things obviously scherzer's a free agent after the year so not necessarily with him obviously he improves the rotation he kind of actually takes the place of where trevor bauer was in that rotation uh-huh. Um, oddly enough, but the, Trey Turner is very interesting to me um, because yeah. obviously Corey Seager just came back from the IL, so Turner's not going to be playing shortstop. I yeah. mean, he he has played the outfield in the past, like in his first couple years in DC, he did play center field. But like, the Dodgers also have a pretty good center fielder in Cody Bellinger. <laughs> like, what is he? Is he going to play left? Like, they have AJ Pollock oh. there; he could play second. But they have Lux and Taylor. Taylor was an all-star. Like, it's such an embarrassment I, of riches. Like this, right. this team is absurd. I. It's nuts. And like, do you think this propels them into first by the end of the year? I have to think so. I, I just yeah. like, I, like on paper now they're just significantly better than San Francisco. Yeah, and like, I mean, if you add a guy that has an OPS of eight ninety in Trey Turner. And a guy like Max Scherzer, who has, like, the postseason pedigree, uh-huh. like, he's a Hall of Famer. Let's be honest. Scherzer's yeah. obviously a Hall of Famer. Trey Turner could be a Hall of Famer by the time he's done. It's like, mm. they pretty much, 10 years, 15 years from now, we could be like, that day, the Dodgers acquired two Hall of Famers. So. I just, like, I feel like the classic comparison is kind of like when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. But, like, this... This is like the difference there was like the Warriors at least had lost the year before. Like Dodgers are coming off a freaking ship. Yeah. Like they didn't need to do this. Like I don't know. I just it's such an evil empire to me now. Like I that team is just so unlikable to me at least. Plus, if you look at this too, like Seager is a free agent after the year. A lot of people yeah. forget that. This could possibly mean that they don't bring him back. Because That's they have weird. Turner for next year. I, I just I always assume he would just be coming back. Like I don't like he just yeah. seems like a lifetime dodger in my mind. So now the fact he's just kinda like in a minute, he's just like, Oh yeah, we don't need him anymore. Like, I don't yeah. know. Just weird. Anyways, technical difficulties. I think we're back. <laughs>
But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just the thought of Seeger now being like, oh, yeah, we don't need you anymore. It's just like so weird to me. You know, it's actually kind of interesting. Kyle Seeger is possibly a free agent, too. Imagine they both like gang up and go to the same team or something. Uh, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be cool to see. Um, so that's the move in that's the move in Los Angeles. Padres at the very least. Adam Frazier, Daniel Hudson. So Frazier, free agent after 2022. Hudson's free agent after this year. Currently six and a half back in the division, but they have the second wild card spot. So I got something. But yeah, I mean, look, Padres fans shouldn't be like completely pissed off. Like Adam Frazier is a great player. Obviously, he was an all-star starting second baseman. Um, Daniel Hudson is having the best season of his career. I'm not mm. saying something because he won the World Series in 2019 and he had like a great year with the Nats, but he has a career high 13.2 strikeouts per nine this year over like a Damn. decent sample size. So, and he has a 2.20 ERA. Like he's solid. Um, they already had a great bullpen. I mean, they had like Melanson, right. Stammen, a bunch of guys over there. Um, you just, you really wish that San Diego would have got a starter if you're a Padres fan because it's to go against the big bad wolf and the Dodgers and not have the same rotation as that. Like, it's just not, not sustainable really. But, um, that's going to be a hell of a fucking wild card game if they end up playing each other and Scherzer like goes against them. Honestly. I mean, at this point I have to think it's, it's San Francisco, San Diego, not, not the Dodgers, but again, like there's just no way of knowing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and especially too with the way Snell has looked for San Diego. Yeah, obviously you Darvish can match up with anybody, but like they right. kind of needed like the one-two punch, like Darvish Snell, and like again, Musgrove has been good. We've talked about their rotation a lot. Like it's good, yeah. but um, like Paddock hasn't been good, and that's another reason. The Lamets on the IL, I think. So uh, uh-huh. we'll see. We'll see what happens out there. They did make some moves though. So Padres, AJ Preller did enough, I think, to keep them in that second wild card spot. I think so too. Yeah, I don't think anyone, yeah. especially for that, I don't think anyone's catching them yeah. there. But yeah, almost seems like an afterthought at this point. But the Giants did get Chris Bryant, and they're yeah. still in first. So, I mean, who knows if he resigns there? He's free agent after this year. Yeah. But regardless, a huge pickup. Yeah, this was like probably the trade out of all of the trades that happened that made the most sense. Like, it was talked about for a while. Longo's hurt, so they need a third baseman. When he comes back, Bryant will probably play left field every day. Um, you know, he's probably going to put up great numbers there. I think it's going to help Brian a lot to go to a contender. Obviously, it was talked about that he was going to go to the Mets maybe too, but then you guys made a different move with another Cub that we'll talk about. But yeah, um, listen, Brian's having an all-star season. He was an all-star. He's got an 861 OPS, 18 homers, 51 RBIs. It's just a perfect fit, really. So <laughs> there's not really much to say about it. No, yeah, but also just, like, a quick rest in peace to, like, the Cubs. Because that – I just it, – it's an error that's fun. <laughs> I feel like just to see all those guys, like, uh, disappear in, like, two days is just – It's sad. Man, I can't even imagine being a Cubs fan. I feel bad for all of them. <laughs> like, if there's any listening they, – They just had, like, an attachment to that city, I feel like, too. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, they won no. a chip. Like, it was a – well, they won the chip. It had been over right. 100 years, first of all. So that's the biggest thing there. But, like – I mean, I feel bad for, like, Contreras and, like, Ian Happ now, too, because, like, everyone's gone, and now they suck. So, Sad. Like, I mean, Happ might end up getting traded this offseason, Contreras, uh-huh. too. Like, all these other guys could be on the move pretty soon. Kyle Hendricks. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm trying to remember. Like, 
man. Just that that's an iconic team, man. The 2016 Cubs team. And uh, yeah. Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer did a great job making that team and stuff. And uh, it's going to be a rough few years now in Chicago for the Cubbies, but we'll see. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, speaking of the Cubs, one of them has come to flushing, and that is Mr. Javier Baez, El Mago. So, mm-hmm. I, so I personally, I want Brian over him. I was, I'm not crazy high on him, on, on Baez, okay. just because of like the on-base issues and the strikeouts. Right, but right. you know, he has the power, and he has a just like an awesome personality, and he's boys with Lindor. So, like, I can't <laughs> complain. No, um, I think Javier Baez is one of those players that was made to play in New York, just like Lindor. Yeah. Um, I mean, you saw it when he hit that fucking home run. Was it his first at bat, I think? Or I think it was his second, it was. but yeah, he launched like, to the left. He got a curtain call, everything. Um, <laughs> I see him and Lindor being up the middle in New York for the next 13 years, whatever Lindor's contract yeah. was. I think Baez is getting one almost exactly the same. Because he said the only reason that the only way he's going to play second base after this year is if it's next to Lindor. Uh-huh. So now that they have him, I don't see any way that he leaves. Honestly, I don't think so. I think unless his asking price is like way too high. But the fact with Steve Cohen here now, I feel like it's good. I think yeah. the other end of it too is like that infield defense is looking really nice now because Pete Pete plays a decent first. Let's say yeah. Javi at second, Lindor at, sh- at short. And then if you want to go with our J.D. Davis or McNeil at third, like, I'm feeling pretty good yeah. about any ball that's going up on the ground. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I mean, just think about the plays that Lindor and Bias are going to make up the middle. Like, uh, <laughs> that's just going to be nuts. Like, oh, man, that might honestly be probably top five infield in the game when they're all healthy. So, yeah. Um, and our defense has not really been good in a while. So it's, it's nice to have a, a change like that. Yeah. Um, let's talk. Let's talk. You guys for a minute. Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo coming to the Bronx. Yeah. Rizzo free agent this year. Gallo after 2022. So, how are you feeling after that? Man, the Rizzo one was kind of out of left field. Um, Legit. That yeah. was kind of crazy. Um, it was almost like we kind of went out there and fucking took him like from Boston. <laughs> I think that was. Partly why he oh, did that. Oh, he almost made a return to Boston. Okay. Because they were thinking about trading for him. But um, I didn't know yeah, that. Okay. I mean, obviously, that's not the only reason why we did it, though. Rizzo is a leader. Uh, he's a great clubhouse guy. And yeah. guess what? He's homered in his first two games. So He's gone base like um, eight times or something? Yeah. Like, it's geez. crazy, dude. Like, I mean, honestly, man. I was a little skeptical about it at first too, because of like the Voight stuff. I thought Voight was going to get traded after this. And I was like, man, I would hate to see him go, but he didn't. So we're going to have to figure some stuff out with that. We'll talk yeah. about that a little bit later, but I think Rizzo is a perfect fit for us. Um, gold glove defense too. So that's obviously going to help. Um, and then Joey Gallo, I think is a great, great move too. Um, whoever's looking at Joey Gallo's stats, do not look at batting average. Cause it doesn't matter. He's an all-star caliber player. Like he has an 852 OPS and his batting average is 217. So yeah, that'll tell you that he's a pretty solid player. Gallo's obviously won a gold glove before too. Um, mm. You see him shaved, like his beard. He looks a little. Oh, I weird. forgot that. That's a thing. Something to do. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 
Um, so I think it's they're both awesome moves. I mean, they're both left-handed power hitters. That's perfect for Yankee Stadium. Um, I mean, I I couldn't be happier with what Cashman did. I would have liked a starting pitcher, but I was about to say, can't always I feel like that's the want. one thing. That's like the. I still don't feel great about that. I mean, because even got Cole got socked the other day in Tampa. Yeah. So. I just think, though, like, Severino and Kluber are supposed to be coming back within a month. Yeah. Um, so, Tyone has been awesome, by the way. We talked about him last mm. week. He had another great start against the Marlins on Friday, I think. He pitched really well. Okay. So, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, going into a playoff series, let's say we – at the very least, let's say we like win the wild card game. I'm not going to say win the division because I think that's still maybe out of reach. But yeah, you know, Cole game Cole game one. Well, Cole will probably pitch the wild card game. But right now, I would be super confident with JMO going the first game of the series because he's been mm. so good against good teams. Um, obviously, the Marlins aren't very good, but we talked about it last week. He's been great against Houston, Boston, all that. Right. Um, I mean, Herman has been okay too. He's been pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get from Kluber and Savvy. I get what you mean about the starting pitchers thing, but um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm we'll happy see. with the move, so yeah. Yeah. So, bunch of ours to get into. We won't go into all of them, but White Sox getting Craig Kimbrell and Cesar Hernandez. To me, like, they're the best team in the AL. I, I feel like this kind of solidified it for me. If they're going to have, what now, Hendricks and Kimbrell on the back end. Yeah. Kimbrell right now, 048. ERA, like he's this is probably his best season now. I would have to look back at some of the Atlanta ones, but this is probably up there yeah. for sure. Um, he's got a fifteen and a half K per nine, like that's crazy. Um, did you see his first outing in Chicago? I think it was yesterday too. It was fucking filthy. It was. was nuts. It? I was like, man, yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, hey, cool thing about this too. Right I, I was about to say he probably kept his apartment or his house, whatever he has. Um, Very convenient. <laughs> I think Hernandez is a good pickup, too. Um, mm. Obviously, he was known for his whole career as, like, a big on-base guy. This year, he kind of did the opposite, but he has a lot more pop than he ever had. 18 homers already, and that's a career mm. high. So, okay. he's still going. Like, he's kind of changed a little bit of who he is. I think he's got a lo- higher launch angle this year. So, gotcha, he's gotcha. kind of try- He's trying to do this, like, on purpose. And, um, I mean, the way the White Sox mold is, they have a lot of guys who are doing both. I think that's kind of Hernandez's MO now because, like, he can get on base if he wants to or he could have some pop. So, yeah, I think that's a really underrated move. Obviously, we talked about they maybe were in on, like, Adam Frazier, guys like that, Eduardo mm-hmm. Escobar. Hernandez is a good pickup. It's kind of strange, though. Like, both of these moves, one is from, like, the city rival in the Cubs and the other one yeah. is from a division rival in Cleveland. So, it's kind of I was strange, trying to even think but, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Regardless, though, the White Sox had to do something, and I think this really solidifies them at the top, like you said. So Yeah, I think they're looking pretty nice. So, Gannon, back to Toronto for a second. Jose Barrios and Brad Hand headed there. Barrios, free agent after next year. Brad Hand, Brad Hand, free agent after this year. So, they need some pitching, and they got it. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Barrios was like a hot commodity. A lot of people were warning him. Um, and I think that's a great move by them. Obviously, he's having – Maybe his best season this year. I don't know. He was an all. Was he an all star this year? I don't uh, remember he if he was there been. or not. Yeah, but I mean, he's got a three point four eight ERA, pretty solid. Um, over twenty games started. Um, Brad Hand has been pretty good. 
he's kind of had some blow-up outings, though, like, kind of inflated his ERA. It's not that yeah. high. It's like 3.5 3. isn't that bad. But for a closer, you kind of want a little bit lower than that, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but they don't really have a closer out there. So uh, he obviously slides right into that role. He's got experience. So I think that was a pretty solid move out there. Is is Kirby Yates, like, definitely out for the year? Yeah, he had uh, – I think it was Tommy John, I'm pretty sure. So. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, I mean – I. If they had Kirby Yates and then they got Brand Hands, then we'd be talking. Like that yeah. would be a solid setup closer, guys. But um oh. Yeah, I mean Toronto, I don't know, man. Like I feel like if they go on a run, they could definitely get the second wild card spot. They're only three and a half back, but they kind of seem like I don't know. Next year is probably like their target, I feel like. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think this year is supposed to be the World Series year. They're they're kind of in a similar position to you guys, honestly, with like all the right. offense. Pitching yeah, is they like are. fine, but not like yeah. excellent. So, yeah, I think too they're they're looking at next year because um, Barrios they have him for next year too. Right, so I right. Think that, okay. that was more so why they went after him instead of like a full on rental for this yeah. year as a starting pitcher. So him and Ryu at the top of the rotation is pretty good. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so looking at the Brewers getting Eduardo Escobar from the D backs, they're up by seven now in the division. I don't think anyone's catching them. <laughs> Nah, they're they're flying high, man. And Yelich isn't even playing his best ball, and like they're yeah. still there. So, but yeah, Escobar was an all-star. He was like the lone all-star from Arizona. Um, Twenty-three homers, seven eighty-one OPS, pretty good. He's probably gonna bounce around. He can play some second. He can play some first. He can play some third. So, um, I mean, that's again, that's kind of like Bryant. That just makes like perfect sense. He's a switch hitter. Yeah, he fits great in the lineup. He's a great clubhouse guy. I mean, that's just a solid move. Yeah, no, good so, guy to have. Yeah. He's a free agent at the end of the year, but yeah. attention they reassign, we'll see. Um, kind of interesting team. The Braves went, like, all in. I mean, I think they're under 500 right now, but they're going in. They got Adam Duvall back. They got Eddie Rosario, Richard Rodriguez. So they're, yeah, they're not giving um, up on this division. No, and I don't see why they should. Honestly, I know you don't want to hear that, but listen, Bro. Braves are underperforming significantly. Like Acuna getting hurt obviously doesn't help, but, but yeah. Adam Duvall is having a solid season, 22 homers, 69 RBIs. Uh, Rosario, I think, is actually currently hurt, but okay. he'll probably, when he comes back, I'm assuming they'll probably have somewhat of a platoon situation with him and Duvall or maybe like Jock and Duvall. Because remember, they got Jock a while ago. We're not even talking about that now because we've already talked about it. But that was oh, actually true, a, good move a couple weeks ago, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're only four games out of the division, like four games behind you. They have a better chance at the division than the wild card, obviously, because yeah. they're seven games out of the wild card. Um, so there's going to be definitely some interesting series with you guys and them the rest of the season. Um, the Phillies are really close, too. So, But it's then like the Nationals and the Marlins both sold. So, right. uh, yeah, um, Rodriguez, I think, might slide right into the closers role there because they don't really have anybody that's, like, taken that role by storm this year. Yeah. Um, and Rodriguez was the closer out in Pittsburgh this season, 2.75 ERA, 14 saves. So he's hmm. been pretty good for a shitty team. Um, so now he goes to, like, a playoff contender. We'll see what the pressure does to him. But he's been solid now for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, it's interesting that the Braves – went all in um but i'm excited i'm glad because the more teams that add the better i think at the trade well i think that was the thing with this year's deadline there were so many buyers 
which makes it interesting. Like I'm sure the league wants yeah. that too. They want people going for it. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Philly. They went out. Yeah. Kyle Gibson, Ian Kennedy. So Kennedy, yeah. I'm assuming he's going to take the closers role because they do not have a. Good I think team. so. Yeah. yeah. Kennedy's been solid with 16 saves this year. So uh, he's been. I, I don't see a way that he doesn't slide into the closers role there. To be honest, because they've. I mean, their bullpen is almost as bad as it was last year, and now it's only a full season. So. Yeah. Who do you um, who do you like more to overtake the Mets, Philly or Atlanta? I mean, man, I'd have to say Atlanta, I think. But, you know, a solid two months from Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins and all those boys out there. Yeah. Plus, with adding Kyle Gibson to that rotation behind Nola, um, I mean, Gibby's been great. He's got like a 287 ERA. Um over like 19 starts he's kind of been bad the last two but yeah still i don't know man i just have more confidence in the braves because it's like been there done that like they were right. a win away from the world series last year the phillies had the longest playoff drought in the league yeah in the national league obviously the mariners but yeah in the national league i don't think they've made it to the playoffs since 2011 so i think it the braves been long, right wow yeah. i forgot about that I, that was like when ryan howard made like that last out i think uh, against maybe the Cardinals, I don't remember, but I think it was yeah, like, no, I, I think the Braves. Uh, to answer your me, question, yeah, I think the Braves. Me, I think me too. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, Philly just doesn't scare me. I feel like I've seen this show with Philly so many times now, but <laughs> yeah, never right. to prove me wrong. I don't know. Yeah, but speaking of former people in that division, Red Sox get Kyle Schwarber, mm-hmm. so they're as we're speaking half a game out of the division, and Schwarber obviously was on the roll got injured but it's a good pickup i don't i feel like pitching was their bigger problem but i mean regardless to have a power bat like that to be honest with you they made this move right after we got rizzo i think they were really close to getting rizzo and this is oh yeah yeah yeah. not that it's like a pivot kyle schwarber's obviously having like a great year but like yeah i think they were more so looking for a first baseman they got an outfielder but um you know Kyle Schwarber, I mean, remember the tear he was on probably about a month ago. That was nuts. Um, I mean, he was an all-star this year. His numbers are solid. Like, he'll be back, I think, within the next month. Oh, 253 God. batting average, 25 bombs, 910 OPS. I mean, the fact that he was doing that for the Nats, Trey Turner was doing his thing, Juan Soto was doing his thing, and they sold at the deadline. It's just absolutely mind-blowing to me. But Like, yeah, I guess they were kind of a weird seller. You're right. Right. Like, they had guys having great seasons. Obviously, they had some other issues, though, like Strasburg hurt the whole year. Yeah. Uh, Corbin hasn't been great. I mean, if you look at them and the Cubs, though, I think they're doing a series this weekend, actually. They were playing each other this weekend. Both rosters awful. looked like <laughs> – I was like, man, that's just brutal for both fans. Imagine having a ticket to that game, and you, like, <laughs> you look at the lineups and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, like you bought them like a year ago or something or whenever like the tickets came out. You're like, oh, that'll be a good game. And then... No, and it really panned out for you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the like the last full season we had, the Nets won the chip, and now they're selling. So, like, I'm not necessarily saying it's the wrong move, but it's definitely like a different position they're in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um... And then, I mean, one more I wanted to get into was A's getting Starlin Marte and Andrew Chaffin, both free agents end of the year. They have the second wild card spot right now, so Marte will slide into the outfield nice. Chaffin's yeah. ERA under two right now, so. Yeah, um, 
he's kind of been like a journeyman most of his career. It's kind of like nice that someone was actually going out to trade for him. Like when I say yeah. journeyman, I mean like getting released a lot. Yeah. And like going to new teams. Like this time someone actually traded for him. By the way, I mean, is this dude like born to be an Oakland A or what? You see his mustache and shit. Like he literally no, looks I'll like look a elk. You got to look it up, man. Because like oh, <laughs> the way he acts and looks like he's born to be an Oakland A. Like it's almost like we could have. Oh, said, I see like, it now. I'm looking you at know it. What I mean? <laughs> like he wears, he wears funny t-shirts too. Like he wore a t-shirt that said like failed starter. And that's why he's a reliever. Like it, oh he's just God. funny. He's a funny dude, man. And like, he just fits the A's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's exactly funny. who they are. I, yeah. Damn. Good pickup. Um, so, I mean, I think, oh, yeah. yeah, well, especially with the guys behind them, make it, the Yankees, Blue Jays making moves. It's, I, I like what they're doing. I mean, Marte is such an underrated move. He's such an underrated player. I mean, this yeah. year he has 299 batting average, 23 stolen bases, and an 839 OPS. His on-base percentage is over 400. So Damn. that's like pretty solid. Um, they almost they have like two center fielders over there now too because like Marte I think has been playing right field and Loriano okay. is center Loriano in center like if you hit a ball into the right center field gap you ain't getting a hit because no. they're getting it you know what I mean um, yeah so yeah, that's interesting it's, yeah I it's, it's anyone's guess who gets that last spot to me yeah because I I mean obviously Boston Tampa keeps is going to have some combination of the first but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so one team i kind of wanted to talk about too they made some interesting moves they actually had some deals with the yankees um was the reds they're kind of like the last hope of any other team making that second wild card spot other than the padres there i think they're currently like four games out which isn't like crazy far out like if they go on a hot run like i mean Votto, by the way is someone we got to talk about right now what is he homered at seven straight I he think it's finally like snapped homers. it last night. But he, oh, did he really? but, oh, that was the thing, though. He hit a double, then missed it by about a foot. Oh, like, he man. almost had eight in a row. So <laughs> That dude is on another planet right now. Um, you know who's so, also really nice? Jonathan India? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's killing did us. He, right uh, I think I saw him homer against you guys one of the games. Or twice. Both. I don't know. Twice, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the Reds get Luis Sessa from us and Justin Wilson, but obviously Wilson's not having a great year. Um, they also got Michael Givens from the Rockies, who's having a solid season, too, to add mm. to their bullpen help. <clears throat> so Sessa has been great for us since about 2017, 2018. He's got a 275 ERA this year, 7.3 strikeouts per nine, which isn't the highest, but he throws a sinker a lot. He gets a lot of ground balls. So he's been solid for us. Okay. It was kind of like when they first did that, I knew the Yankees were making room for someone, but I was like, man, trading a guy like him, he's been so good. Like, yeah, what? When we're contending, but I think it was just to make room for like other guys, like for Rizzo hmm. and Gallo, whatever. And also it had to do with money. Not that he was making a lot of money, but they wanted to make more room for trading guys, something like that. I don't know, whatever the case okay. was. Um, Givens has been good too. In Colorado, he's got a 2.56 ERA, uh, 10.3 strikeouts per nine. Something that's a little interesting, though, is that his FIP is 4.67. So you wonder if it's going to lead to some regression or not. I mean, the fact that is, but the fact that his ERA right now is two full runs below the FIP means something's working. Right. (laughs) Maybe it'll keep working. So, like, 
whatever the case may be. Um, I think it was pretty good to see the Reds go out and do something. I would have liked to see them get a starter too, but um, yeah, they are definitely that last team possible that could possibly outduel San Diego and make it to that second wild card spot. I think. I mean, yeah, crazy things have happened, and with Castellanos coming back, I think fairly soon. I'm not sure what his timeline is, but yeah, yeah. dude, they can they can freaking hit. So, I yeah. yeah, I'm not ruling them out. Especially, we'll talk about it later, but with the Tatis news, I mean, that's just horrible. You got hurt, whatever. Yeah. But not having Tatis, I mean, that's going to affect them a lot. And if Joey Votto and all these guys can keep hitting, plus Moustakis is coming back at some point too. He's barely even played the whole yeah. game. Yeah, like he's going to be a great – he's almost going to be like a trade deadline acquisition when he comes true, back. True, true. Just because he's been out for so long this year. Like when he gets back, he's going to be solid. Um, so, yeah, there's seven games out of the division. Like we said, no one's catching the Brewers, but wild cards definitely there for them for the taking if they really want it. So Yeah. So other thing I wanted to talk about too was like the moves that didn't happen. So Rockies – Gave up no one. Other than Gibbons, we talked about it. They held on to Trevor Story, John Gray, Marquez, CJ Crone. And, like, I mean, I know Story at least was vocal. He wanted to leave. I, I think Gray wanted to stay. But regardless, I, like, like, what's the plan there? Dude, I mean, I would love to have been sitting in that office with all the front office people that day and just see what their thought process was because it was the dumbest thing ever. Like, they're, he's obviously not going to story is obviously not going to sign back there. Yeah. So, and they said like, Oh, well, we're just going to like get the draft pick because we're going to offer him like a qualifying offer. Like, Oh yeah, that's good. Like maybe you should have fucking traded for like actual prospects. Like that was just completely stupid. Um, John Gray did want to stay, I think, but they still, who gives a shit if he wants to stay? Like, yeah. Treat him and get prospects. I don't give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? You're the Rockies. You're not good right now. You're not going to be good for a while. Well, like the other thing too, you're right. They're not going to be good for a while, but this division is so stacked. Like, <laughs> right. I, how do you beat the Dodgers or the Padres or the Giants over the next, like, well, honestly, three years? I, I just three can't years. see it. I mean, like, dude, for the next 10, like the Dodgers and the Padres are not going anywhere. Honestly. And that's Tatis such a tough position. Be on such a tough position to be in if you're, like, behind them. Like, Especially playing in a ballpark like Colorado where you're never going to have pitching. Yeah. I mean, the fact that John Gray wants to stay, actually, um, in Colorado because he has been good there is a good thing, and I think that's probably why they kept him because right. you don't really find guys that pitch good there very often. Um, Marquez is probably the same thing, but Marquez also had, like, three years left on his deal, so he wasn't, like, a lock to get traded. Obviously, yeah. they would have gotten – like a shit ton of guys back if they did trade him because he was an all-star having a great year. Um, But a guy like CJ Crone, they pretty much signed him to like a minor league deal and he's been good. How do you not trade him? Like you have no reason to keep him. He's on a one-year minor league contract. Like, right. And he's been pretty good. Like there's gotta be teams that were asking about him. I guess like if I were to play devil's advocate for them, I'd be like, well, you can't rebuild forever. Like at some point you have to stop trading people. And you just have to select like a core of guys and stick with them. Yeah. But I, I still don't like, again, now's just not the time. I, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just, it's going to be a duel between the seller and that division for a while with Arizona and yeah. uh, Colorado. So. 
Very interesting. That, I don't know. That was weird. Um, looking at Tampa, they get Nelson Cruz, but then they traded Diego Castillo, Rich Hill, a couple other bullpen guys. So I, it was just kind of like a weird like mix for me. Dude, like the Rays are going to Ray. You know what I mean? They're going to do all these fucking moves that no one understands. Right. And, and it's probably going to work out. out, you know? And it definitely but... is. Because, um, like, they did get some other bullpen arms in these deals that are definitely going to, like, show up there and just be absolutely amazing. Because yeah. when are bullpen guys not good there, to be honest? But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, yeah, Nelson Cruz is a huge pickup. I think we talked about it a little bit. But, like, that's awesome. Right. Um, you know, he's a leader he's going to really help them out but like i mean i would have liked for them to kind of get another maybe an outfielder or something um if i was a race fan just because yeah. like like brett phillips is okay he's good defensively and he kind of plays a lot but like to get a bat out there would have probably been a good idea um obviously that's not the case um but yeah like castillo is arguably their best reliever and they trade him they traded rich hill to you guys who's actually having a solid year like yeah i don't know man you, you, we should never question the Rays, though, because they do these things and they know what they're doing somehow. So. It always works. Who do you who do you like right now, Tampa or Boston for first? Um, I like Boston. Boston? Because of an injury that just happened to someone on the Rays that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, Rip. But, yeah, I think because of Chris Sale coming back, um, oh, that's right, obviously right. going to help Boston too, though. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to say Boston. Okay. And then yeah. last team, well, we, met, we mentioned Castillo, so let's go to the team that he went to, the Mariners, who right. are also like half in and half out. So they trade <laughs> Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero to their division rivals who are in first place. And But then they go out and get Tyler Anderson and Castillo, like we mentioned. So, like, I don't know. I don't really feel particularly good about them catching that second wildcard spot. But, like, like why do both? Well, like, what's the goal there? Yeah, like, Jerry DePoto obviously is never afraid to make moves to the Mariners GM. But, uh, yeah. like, this is kind of strange. Um, I feel like, honestly, like, <laughs> I think he traded Graveman and Montero. And then the whole clubhouse was, like, pissed off. So he's just like, oh, fuck. He's like, I got to do something. So he went out and got, like, Tyler Anderson and, like, Castillo. <laughs> because, like, Kendall Graveman has an ERA of, like, below 0. 0.8 this year. Damn. 0. 0.8. Like, he's been their closer. He's been solid. Montero has not been great. But uh, still, uh, trading them to the Astros didn't make any sense whatsoever. No. Um, you know, I think one thing that they did do that I thought was smart, though, they did get Abraham Toro in that deal. Um, okay. From the Astros, who, if if people aren't aware of who he is, he's a really highly ranked guy. He's been kind of up and down um, in the big leagues. Um, actually, he made the last out in Justin Verlander's no hitter a couple years oh, ago, okay, in Toronto, okay. whenever that was up in Toronto. But um, yeah, he plays third. He plays second. I think he's going to play second for Seattle the rest of this year. Obviously, Kyle Seager might leave, so then he would move back over to third. Um, he just hasn't gotten playing time in Houston. Obviously, like Bregman is the third baseman there. Altuve plays second. So, obviously, he's yeah. not going to get a lot of playing time. He's going to play every day out there. Um, so, that should be pretty cool. Hopefully, he can uh, take advantage of, like, the playing time and really show people what he can do now. Um, 
Interesting stat about him too, actually. So he homered as an Astro against the Mariners. Oh, I heard like, about the this. day yeah. before he got traded, and then he homered against the Astros as a Mariner the next day. Like that's the first time that's ever happened. So. So they traded him as they were playing. Yeah, I feel like that just yeah. makes. Him... I don't get. So then that's they just like switched clubhouses. Like, yeah, it's so weird. Like that's so odd. <laughs> I know. But yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're Seattle's getting that spot. But no. who knows? And then here's a list of names that did not move. Some bigger ones: Whit Merrifield, Trey Mancini, Zach Davies, Josh Donaldson, Michael Pineda, Framil Reyes, Josh Bell, probably a couple others. But curious, any of them stand out to you? I mean, uh. There was obviously talk about like the Mariners actually getting Merrifield, and that didn't work out. If yeah. he would have made that move, I would have felt a lot better about Seattle's chances. But um, it it wasn't like a lock. I don't. Most of these guys aren't free agents like after this year, so none of them right. are like locks to move. But a lot of them are free agents after next year, and we saw a lot of guys move like that, like Joey Gallo, a few others, Adam Frazier. Um, you know, I think Mancini, the Orioles may lock him up, and he might be an Oriole for life. Um, just I because of everything yeah. he went through with the organization with his cancer and stuff. Um, Davies was odd. How the fuck? Why do you not trade him if you're the Cubs? That's kind of weird. Uh, How's he like a package that. in one of the, like, the Baez? The Bron- yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, Donaldson, Pineda, the two guys on the Twins, I mean, they could have moved, but they're not free agents after this year, so there's no real reason. Plus, yeah. Donaldson has a pretty hefty contract. So, um, Reyes. I wish Reyes would have moved. I know we talked about him last week. Maybe got on the A's or something. Um, but I guess that's my question. And like, what is Cleveland trying to do? Like, the way they're what five games out of wild card, yeah. eight out of division. So like, they trade Rosario. So like, they're just like in this weird like limbo position. I know. Plus, they added Miles Straw, the Astros center fielder, for some reason. I okay. don't know. I guess I'm like I, I don't like, know. Like I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Like they're, they're kind, kind of, of just like the definition of like a <laughs> mediocre like, five hundred squad. They're gonna finish with like I'm gonna say right now, they're gonna finish with a record of eighty one and eighty one. They're gonna be in second place, but like ten games behind the White Sox or something. Probably more. I'm staying yeah. way more because the White Sox are probably gonna win hundred games. So I and um, that, that just gets you nothing though. Like there's no point yeah. of doing that, but Whatever. I mean, uh, yeah, Josh Bell too. Like the Nats, if you're selling, man, fucking sell. Get him out of there. You get something for him because he's not having a great year, but he's not having a bad year. Like he's having right. an okay season. No, might as so well. many, so many first basemen. I feel like could have moved that didn't. Like Crone, Bell, Mancini. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just kind of weird yeah. that they didn't. But uh, I guess there just wasn't know. enough of a market. I don't even know. But... Yeah, not sure. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious too, like what seller do you think made out best and is going to have like the quickest turnaround from this? Um, I mean, obviously, like a lot of teams got a lot of prospects back, like sellers. Um, but I think like the Marlins are kind of like a scary team come like the next few years. Um, hmm. So in the Marte deal to the A's, the Marlins went straight up. It was Marte for Jesus Lazardo. Oakland's one of their top pitching prospects um, who actually right. wasn't having a great season this year, but like he has the stuff he's young, like he'll be good eventually. Um, and so just think about like the Marlins rotation next year when it's healthy and when they have all five guys they're projected to have right now, Sixto Sanchez will be back. Obviously we saw him last year. He had a great season, short yeah. season. <clears throat> he, 
he had a good playoff start against the Cubs too. Um, Sandy Alcantara was an all-star back in 2018 or 2019. Um, and he has a 3.58 career ERA over 66 games started. Trevor Rogers was an all-star this year for the Marlins. Um, he's been nice. 3.2. Yeah. He's been great. Um, Pablo Lopez has been solid too. The past two years, he kind of started out kind of bad, but past two years, he's got a 3.32 ERA. So he's been great. Um, and then Lazardo would be your five starter. If he could find something, that rotation might be the best in baseball, to be honest with you, because those yeah. guys are unreal, all of them, really. So, I mean, um, yeah, and they're in a wide-open division, too. So, honestly, right. like, the idea of them, like, winning it next year is, like, not that crazy for me. It's not. It's really not. Like, I mean, if they keep some guys they have right now, they're having good years, too. Like, let's say they do keep Aguilar. Let's say they keep Miguel Rojas, guys like that. <clears throat> also, they got some outfielders and some trades, too, like, that have never played before. That are actually playing against the Yanks this weekend. They played the past couple of days. They don't look too bad. They look like solid players. So I mean, I think Derek Jeter knows what he's doing out there, and like he, Seems even like though it. he wanted to win this year, I think he really was more realistic about next year. Yeah. And then last thing before we wrap up trade recaps, if you're what's one team in each league you think turn their season around the most? Um. <clears throat> Well, so the AL, I, I got to say Yankees here. <laughs> um, I mean, we fixed a bunch of issues that we had. Um, number yeah. one, like we added two left-handed power bats. Obviously, that's what Yankee Stadium is built for. So, number one there. Number two, Gallo and Rizzo also both get on base a ton. And that's something that no, none of our guys really did this year except for Judge. Um, so that's on the offensive side for them. Defensive side, Gal and Rizzo have both won gold gloves. Rizzo actually won a platinum glove in 2016. So mm. their defense obviously improves here. Um, yeah. Like I mentioned before, too, Anthony Rizzo is a leader in the clubhouse. Um, he's already shown that in his first two games with us, to be honest. And he has all that playoff experience. Like, he, the moment's not going to be too big for him. Gallo hasn't really played in the playoffs, but um, not really worried about him to be honest with you. No. I think he'll be fine. Um, but I think what's kind of interesting is the fact that Rizzo is going to play first and then Voight's going to come back from injury pretty soon, which means he doesn't have a spot. So what I think the Yankees have to do here is keep Stanton as the everyday left fielder. He's played mm-hmm. now the first two games in Miami in left field, and he's been okay. He's made some plays out there. He's looked good. Yeah. So I think they have to, or else there's no room for Voight and like Voight's the home run champ from last year. Don't anyone forget that. Like he's great. So I don't know what you think about that though. It's kind of risky. I mean, I I feel like people's opinions on Stanton change like every time I talk to them, but like, (laughs) I I, I guess you could, I, if he just gets hurt though, then it's like, Oh God, there goes Stan hurt again. Like, so, but most of the time he's gotten hurt the past two years. It's been when he's DHing. Most mm. people don't realize that. Okay. He got hurt. He always pulls his hamstrings and shit when he's running to first base because he's not stretched out enough because he's not in the field. That's how I view it, to be honest okay. with you. Because No, it makes you sense. Remember his MVP season in 2017? Guess what? He played the outfield every single day, and part of the reason why he won the MVP was because of his defense. So, True. God, it was um, a while ago. And, like, if you think about it then, that would free up the DH spot for Voight. So. Right. Their, their projected lineup could be DJ leading off at second, Gallo in right, Judge in center, Rizzo at first, Stanton left field, Voight DH, 
Gary Glaber Geo. I think that's the best product on the field that you could have. If you DH Stanton, then Voight's not going to play. You're going to have, like, Gardner or Allen in one of the outfield spots, which, again, they're not bad, but, like, this is the lineup you need to throw out there every day. And I don't know if Boone's going to do it or not, but I think it makes the most sense. You think – is Voight's contract up after this year, or is it later? He has, like, three or four years left. Okay, because I was going to say, I feel like if if you want to re-sign Rizzo, I'm not sure – it makes right. sense to hold on to Void, but yeah, we'll uh, see. Well, obviously now though they are not going to trade; they can't trade anybody until the season's over. So, oh right, yeah, we'll right, see. off season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the AL for me. Um, the NL, I got. Uh, I talked about it a little bit. I got the Braves as being like the mm. most improved team that I bought. Um, I mean, listen, their outfield has been a mess. <laughs> Acuna got hurt. Ozuna was hurt. Then he went through the whole domestic violence thing. He got arrested. Um, yeah. But they added Jack Peterson, like we said, a couple weeks ago. Then they added Juval and Rosario. That makes their outfield, like, respectable, to say the least. Yeah. Like, if they all can play to their potential, it's even higher than that. But let's just say that for now. Um, and they haven't really had anyone step up and be the closer. Like we said, too, Rodriguez gives them the guy with the experience this year and stuff like that. Um, and – Duval is only six RBIs behind the NL lead. He hmm. has 69 RBIs. The lead is Aguilar, another Marlin, actually, with 75, which is kind of crazy. But um, if, if he continues this, he'll probably reach 100 RBIs by the end of the year. Freddie Freeman is finally back, and he's having a great season. Um, Ozzy Albies was an all-star, too. Austin Riley's having a solid year. Austin Riley's all, nice, bro. He's been nice. I, I mean, if, if they all – fire on all cylinders i don't see a reason why the braves really won't give you guys a run for first place Bro. unfortunately for you come but. get us <laughs> yeah i i yeah I, th- I think it's ours to lose i i mean no I, I agree i think they're looking nice but just get like god praying like we get healthy it's yeah. ours to lose so i agree yeah. though i i feel like considering the circumstances they've had and the people they've lost they've made up pretty well so yeah all right, quick run through injuries. Fernando Tatis is hurt again. He partially dislocated his shoulder, the same one that he's hurt earlier this season, I believe. He's on 10 day IL. I really know how long to expect with him because I feel like the first time he did this, we were like, oh shit, he's going to be like out of like, the season or whatever. And then he went <clears> back like next week. So I feel like it's kind of the same situation. Like, we hopefully. really don't know when he's going to be back. I hope he's back because that would really suck if he didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. They got to figure out something to fix the shoulder because this can't be like a recurring thing. Right. And, I mean, you got to keep pace with – well, I mean, even if you don't keep pace with the Giants and Dodgers, you got to hold on to that spot, like we're saying. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of recurring guys, Jacob DeGrom, of course, had a setback. We're shutting him down for two weeks from throwing. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. The fact that you guys are in first – still and he's been hurt so much this year is crazy honestly like the rotation's still good with adam but it's just it's a shame man he was so far and above everyone else in that national yeah. league it's like if he were if we were not going to Cy young now because of like not having enough starts which literally could be possible depending on when he comes back so right i mean um yeah no, it know, is man. but 
Right now, we're talking about who possibly could have been like the top two MVP candidates in the National League, too, in Tatis and DeGrom. Sure. Possibly. Yeah. So that's kind of like. Yeah, the damn. That sucks. Like, issue, right? Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Patriots getting injured. Tyler Glass now. He's getting Tommy John. Uh, shame, that's man. brutal, man. That's brutal because, like, ah, God. The Rays just, like, they didn't need this, man. Um, this is another reason why I think the Red Sox are going to win the division because. This was, like, the one solid, like, you know you can pencil him in every five days. And he's been rehabbing now for, like, a couple months. And, like, now yeah. I guess it, they, they decided this was the answer, which really sucks, man. Um, I mean, maybe My, if the if the Rays are good next year, he'll be coming back right around August. <laughs> so he'll be able to give him some damn, that, playoff hopes that, next year. But it sucks, man. Sucks, it really man. does. And I think my two Sion picks this year were Glasnow and Luis Castillo. <laughs> Those, like, just did not age well whatsoever. But Oh, yeah. And then, lastly, with you guys, the Yankees, Severino will have his first rehab start this upcoming week. And then Luke Voigt will be at most likely activated this week. Yeah, so I, I'm thinking that Severino will probably make a big league start maybe mid-August um, for the first time. So that's really exciting, man. I haven't seen him – we haven't seen him pitch – since the Forever. 2019 playoffs so yeah it's been a while um it, it's almost like people forget that like he was as good as he was too like he came in third in the Cy Young voting I think in 2019 or something he was whatever really year good. it was I, yeah. I, I, or I was, 2017 yeah. I was randomly looking at stats the other day and I was like yeah he was actually like like people forget too like before we got Garrett Cole like Sevy was the guy man right like, he still is but like if he when he comes back if he's like healthy like, let's even project it to, like, next year, okay? Yeah. Seve, having Cole and then Seve, like, that's a, as good a one-two punch as you can have. So, um, you know, once he's at full strength, obviously we haven't even seen that. But, like, against the Astros in 2019, Cole pitched against us. So, like, Severino was our really? ace. So that people don't remember that. Like, he was the ace there. So... Did they ever go head to head, like Severino versus Cole in that series? I think that they might have the game at. Yeah. I don't know. It might have been a, the game at Yankee Stadium, but I'm not sure. I don't remember. But um, I don't know. I I just can't wait to see him pitch again. To be honest with you. Um, yeah. No. Absolutely. So that does it for injuries. As far as series, looking forward to. I'm liking Angels at Dodgers, which is Friday through Sunday. I mean, obviously Angels aren't in the mix really, but to have those money. Yeah. yeah, I have Otani at um, in LA yeah. against. I mean, yeah, maybe you see Scherzer for the first time that series. So, yeah. what about you? That Who you got? What, what series? Um, so I got uh, two first place teams currently. Um, I got mm. the Giants at Milwaukee uh, next Friday through Sunday. Um, potential playoff series, possibly. Uh, so I think that that's going to be interesting. Some great pitching. Hopefully, we get like Gossman against Woodruff. Uh, Di against Burns, something like that. Peralta. Yeah. Hopefully, it's like all the pitchers are pitching that series too. Because um, again, I mean, if that's a playoff series, good luck scoring any runs. Because honestly, you know, important yeah. series for the Giants too. If they're going to hold off LA, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, give us uh, give us a stat of the week. What do you got? Um, so this this happened last night. So on Saturday night. Um, Rookie White Sox catcher Sebi Zavala, I think is how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, 
he became the first player to hit his first three career home runs in the same game ever. So he hit three home runs wow. yesterday, and they were his first three ever. So I uh, thought that was pretty cool. For a second, I thought you meant that was his first career game. I was like, what? that's No, insane. no. No, that right. that, nice, that's still. Yeah. Still, though. It's, it's still like crazy. You... Yeah. Wow. Um, but dude, why is that so loaded? Holy smokes. Yeah. Plus, this was a game that the White Sox lost. They lost? I think, I think the score was 12 to the Twins, I think. I think the score was 12-11. Damn. So that's even crazier that they like lost when this guy did this. <laughs> like that's nuts, but dude, what was the game last week? It was like seventeen fourteen. Oh it was yeah, like that was uh twins... that was Tigers, I think. Twins Tigers, yeah. Yeah. Damn. That was speaking of stats, that was another weird game. I'm pretty sure the Tigers scored seventeen runs without hitting a home run. I'm not really? positive, but I think that might have been the case. So that was kind of nuts, too, if that was what happened. Bro, that's what they were saying on the Mets broadcast the other day. There was, like, every day in baseball, you might see something new. Like, you really never know. It's, yeah. like it's something crazy always happens, but. That's the beautiful part about the sport, man. No, honestly. So, <laughs> that wraps up for us. We'll be back next week. All right, see you guys next week.